Hello, and welcome to Our Walk Together. This is the place where we have a chance to listen and to learn from others on our walk. My name is Paul Long, and I will be your host, but also a fellow traveler. I'm glad that you're able to join me today on Our Walk Together. Al Edwards is a irrepressible silver lining spotter, author and founder of Itchy Soul Playground and Uier Media. Al's here to explain to us and talk to us today about what all that means. So welcome Al to our walk together. I'm glad you were able to find some time for us today to spend some time with us. Uh, I've I've read through a lot of your stuff, and you have a wonderful message to share with everybody. So welcome welcome to our walk together. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. I know everybody says that, but they always mean it. So. Yeah, they always do. <laughs> Imagine if somebody said, oh, well, you know, like, it was a bit of a struggle. No, no, I'm teasing. <laughs> it's, it's my, it is my pleasure to be here, and I'm very happy. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling, and for, for my listeners, I have a feeling we're going to be doing a lot of laughing today. So. I hope. So uh, making be people ready smile is one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. So I certainly hope so. Great. <laughs> right. So Al, Al, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, whatever you want to share, and okay, we'll okay. go from there. Okay, well, I'm Elle Edwards. I'm from uh, a town called Llanelli, which has too many vowels in South Wales in the UK, hence why my voice sounds a bit funny to your listeners. Um, I am really bad at labels, so I'm, I'm, I struggle with labels. I, I am a podcaster, an author, uh, a community founder, and I'm basically here to help people be you um, there's an old there's a lady who's now dead called Scylla Black and in the UK when I was a kid she had this program called Blind Date and she'd always say what's your name and where'd you come from because she's from up north and every time someone says right I'm going to get you to introduce yourself I always think of her and it's wasted because nobody knows who Scylla Black is anymore but but anyway yeah I I, I am me um, <laughs> and I'm really bad at introducing myself because like I say labels ugh. Yeah. but Hopefully we'll find out more as we uncover stuff together today. <laughs> okay, great. That's that's wonderful. Um, so we're going to start out with the the obvious thing. One of the things you talk about in uh, a lot of your stuff and in, in your uh, podcast, your recordings, all that kind of stuff is is being you ear. Um, what does that mean? Well, for the longest time, uh, and it is one of my favorite things to talk about, is that question, if someone says to you, what would be your keynote speech, or if you gave, gave a TED talk, for the longest time, if you'd have asked me two years ago what Yuya is about, I'd have told you Yuya is about being who God made you to be. And it is. However, uh, and about I, I lose track of time frames because of COVID. But at some point mm. in the last two years, I want to say it was April 2021, um, Holy Spirit nudged me and said, ask me for an acronym because he knows I love language. I said, OK, because it, it was his question all along. He had a really good answer. He said, Yuya is you in intentional, expectant relationship. So it's about you mm. being who God created you to be 
inintentional. You know, ev- you, everybody can hear from God, expectant, expecting to hear from him, relationship with your creator. So in essence, what I do most of the time now is I, some people go, oh, I don't know if I hear from God. And so we help those people like walk that out. Uh, some people go, I don't know who I am. And so we help them go to God and ask them who they are. And so really it's about helping people walk out the fullest expression of who, who God created them to be. Uh, and one of my key verses is Ephesians 2.10 where it talks about being God's work of art, uh, created with a plan and a purpose. And yes, I'm paraphrasing. So the other part of what we do is once you figure out, okay, who, who am I? I'm, I'm listening to God's heart. What is it that he's niggling me to do? And I also then help people take action on that stuff because oh. there are more ideas under the sun. What do they say? There's so many ideas in the graveyard and I don't want those ideas and those things that God's excited about exploring with you to die with you. Uh, so I also am a bit of an activator. Okay, what's the next step? Uh, so that's kind of the short version of Yuya. The longer version mm-hmm. is um, I wasn't being Yuya in my early 20s and I was miserable. Uh, and and so for me, it started actually as a very personal journey. I had a bit of a, okay, I don't know if you want this story, but I'm gonna go, we're going to go there well, anyway. I'm feeling that's great. So I, I grew up in a Christian family. I prayed the prayer when I was 12. Uh, we had a very staunch Welsh preacher at our youth meeting. He was either called Morgan Morgan or William Williams. Uh, and he was, he, he, he put the fear of hell into me. I, so I say that when I was 12 or 13, I was scared out of hell. It wasn't until my, my sort of mid, mid-20s where I was loved into heaven through, weirdly, a Bible weight loss course. I've always been a curvy girl. Oh. Uh, and through a series of God incidences, I landed on this weight loss course. And in essence, the press, the, 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 the idea was you can talk to God about everything, including what you put in your mouth for the purposes of weight loss. So if you're tempted to eat a Kit Kat, I don't know if you have Kit Kats in the US, but a chocolate bar. If you're yeah. tempted to oh, eat yeah. a chocolate bar, good. That's good to know. <laughs> if you're tempted to eat a chocolate bar and you're not hungry, you can talk to God about it. And, and realizing that God loved me just the way I am, it was like slowly by slowly, I'd been trying to, to fit into how I thought I should be. Uh, all I wanted ever to do was fall in love and get married and have kids. And I fell in love and, and got married and had, a, had three beautiful children. But I was trying to fit into a model of who I thought I should be. Expectations put on myself, quite candidly. Nobody else was putting it on me. But I was really miserable. I remember being angry and pent up. Uh, If I had gone to the doctors, they would have probably put me on some medication. I don't know. Mm. But little by little, as a result of that weight loss course, realizing, well, actually, if the creator of the universe thinks that I'm okay, then maybe it's okay for me to be me. Uh, And it was a journey. uh, But I I am... (sighs) I mean, we've been together for about 10 minutes now. You might have kind of gathered already that I'm I'm not very good at sort of playing it straight. Uh, but <laughs> I was I was trying to play it straight in my in my early yeah. 20s and hence the frustration. And so I fully maintain that actually there are a lot of people walking around either with diagnoses or you know, Googled diagnoses that if they simply embraced who it is they actually are rather than trying to fit into a box we could get rid of all a lot of mental health issues now i've got nothing against mm. medication for example i know some people right. they do need it so i'm not saying for everybody but i know for me because of the pressures of the health service like they would have put me on tablets and i didn't need to be on tablets i just needed to be to be me uh, and so that's actually how you came to be god did a work on me in my life first uh, and and it was i mean you wouldn't have i mean it's like night and day if you was to meet me then versus today now I, I mean I'm still in the, the same house the same location nothing's changed physically my children are now teenagers which in itself should be way worse it's not I love being a parent <laughs> of teenagers but you know um it's simply that I'm just 
God helped me. I mean, I'm a little bit ADHD inclined, uh, but he, he helped me create systems so that the children got to school on time, all of this sort of stuff. And so that's why I'm so passionate about this is actually there's levels to this. Partly it's so much better for you, but it's also so much better for the world because when people actually step up and be who they were created to be in that relationship, they give permission slips to other people people to do the same you know how how freeing is it for I mean don't get me wrong I have days where I get it wrong with my with my kids of course I do but I like to think for the most part they are free to go okay this is who I am and they can we can talk about stuff and and they don't feel like they have to sort of fit into a mold and then the bigger impact which we kind of touched on with reference in Ephesians 2.10 is actually there are things that God is niggling you about that the world needs whether that's your, your, your household, whether that's your town, whether that's the nation, that there is something, there is a plan and a purpose for your life. And if you don't move forward with that, yes, yeah, somebody else, God will give it to somebody else. I didn't create the word you, yeah? Uia was in a John Ortberg book. Somebody on John Ortberg's organization used to own uia.com. And I heard this word, someone said to me, you weren't, God, you weren't God's first choice for Uia. you were his first yes. You don't have to be God's first choice for this thing he's niggling you about. All he needs is your yes. Uh, so that's a longer version of you, yeah? Wow. Uh, and the reason why I'm, I do bang on about it so much is because it has, I believe, a real impact uh, in the world. You, you talk about relationship with God and hearing, you know, God speak and, and that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I find a lot of people think, that you have to be some kind of a saint or whatever in order to hear. I used to think that too. Uh, to Me too. hear God, you know. Mm. And uh, how how does one begin? I suppose to realize that there is a relationship there. I mean, it's it's throughout the Bible we can expect to be able to hear God. But I I agree. With, I was exactly where you where, where where some of these people are that you're referencing. Two years ago, uh, prior to I can I can, I can tell you that April 2020 is when I actually first, in fact, that's not true. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. I asked God my first direct question in November, 2019. I actually have the answer written on this book here uh, on my desk. Um, but prior to that, see, I thought that like super holy people or like prophets or like, like I'd had this experience of reading the Bible and like a verse would come alive in a way that it perhaps it hadn't before. I'd also had this experience of, hmm, I get this sense, you know? So I'd had experiences of kind of like, eh, maybe God, maybe, you know, but I hadn't, I hadn't expected to consistently have conversation with God I hadn't expected to be able to ask God questions and get direct answers they're not always the answers I expect them to I'll be quite transparent or they're not always the answers I hope they will be Uh, but so what happened for me I through again through a series of of God incidences right at the start of the pandemic I was involved and there's a a kingdom driven entrepreneurs they're they're a business uh, community, uh, very Holy Spirit led. And I was on their Igniters program and the whole training was great. But the reason why I know with hindsight, I was on that training was because of one book and one homework exercise. And I've forgotten the name of the book right now. Uh, and I can, if you want me to find it afterwards and you can put it in the show notes, but in essence, this book said, get your, get your, your pen and paper and ask Holy Spirit, what are you saying right now? And then you pause and you write down everything that comes to mind. No editing, no, oh, is that me? Is that God? Let it pour out. Little did I know then that for me was like this transformation in in my relationship with God. And so what I say to people, it's not the only way that God speaks. God speaks in many different ways. But for people who are going, I don't know if I really hear from God, I advocate that as a starting point, partly because it's been so transformative for me, but also the act of writing 
when you when you're having conversations with God in your head you can kind of get in your own way a little bit more when you're writing out by hand it slows you down a little bit uh, but one of my mentors is a lady called Dr. Tony Robinson. She's brilliant. Uh, she's in in Las Vegas in the States. And it was her. I was on a, I was on a again, series of God incidences. I was on a week long um, free course with her. It was called the Yes God Challenge. And so she says, and, and she's not the first person, like Chris Vallotton has said this as Sean Bowles, different people. She said, you ask a question, the first voice you hear, the first, and let's be clear, when I say I hear a voice, it sounds like me. So it's not like as if I don't, I, I personally have never heard a booming audio, audible voice of God. People have, but I think it's relatively rare. So the first mm-hmm. thought that pops in your head will be God. The second thing you'll hear will be the enemy. Did God really say? And the third thing you will hear will be your own doubts and your own insecurities. Uh, and so the act of just writing mm-hmm. and not editing. But then that, the beautiful thing is like God he wants ongoing relationship, ongoing conversation. And so say, for example, I was to ask him something. I, I can't even think of an example, but say like something came to mind and I said, oh, I feel like you're saying this, God. Is that what you're saying? We can ask for clarification. It's not like we've got to hear one thing one time and then run with it. it it's, it's about exploring it. And the actual act of doing that then allows you to go deeper. But every single person who has accepted Jesus into their heart as their Lord and Savior has Holy Spirit. It's in our Bibles. You know, Jesus said it in John 16, is it? You know, it's it's good that I go because then the Holy Spirit will come. He even said to his disciples, there's things that you need to know that you're not ready for yet. The Holy Spirit's going to give them to you instead. And so when we go through the world thinking, okay, everything that I need to know about God is in my Bible, we're actually not, we're not being biblical when we do that. Uh, And so one of the biggest lies from the enemy, I believe, is that oh, only super holy people can hear from God. Everybody can hear from God. And, and I mean, if we couldn't hear from God, we'd never have accepted the gift of salvation, would we? Because that's the other thing the Holy Spirit does. Um, but yeah, sorry, I'll stop for a minute because I have okay. more to say. I just get really excited about it. <laughs> that's great. I, I love it. I love it. Um, one, one of the things I was thinking about as you were talking uh, is that that whole notion of of hearing, hearing God and mm-hmm. What what I liked about what you said was, and then clarifying what that mm. means. I think in terms of, um, I, I, I follow a Franciscan tradition, mm-hmm. uh, and in fact, with the secular Franciscans. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think of St. Francis and the story of Francis and the, the cross at San Damiano, where mm-hmm. he hears God saying, rebuild my church. Mm-hmm. Well, Francis, in his own inimitable way, starts building finding stones to build the church. And mm-hmm. he gradually, gradually, gradually comes to the understanding that that's not what God was saying. You know, <laughs> yeah. What God was saying is, you know, yeah. you need to do something about how things are being practiced. But, okay. So that's that kind of clarification, I think, definitely that, that happens also, after time. Definitely. And also, like from my experience, God will share things with us in a way that will fit with our understanding at the time. So I, I can give you a concrete example of that. I did, uh, again with Tony, I did a, a Dreaming with God session uh, the end of 19, end of 2020, again, timeframes. Anyway, I had this whole thing from God and it was about one day at some point in the future when the kids are much older, hosting writing retreats and some sort of retreat in Loche in France. Now I'm saying that town name terribly and hopefully... If you've got any French listeners, they'll know it's but it's somewhere we'd been on holiday as a family and I loved it. I was like, oh, that's really exciting. And he told me that the stuff I do online will feed into the offline. Okay, good. I'm going to park that for now. That's fine. It wasn't until about 
a year ago when we finished, we renovated our kitchen. We did some work on the house. And I remember this one particular Saturday pacing around my home and God going everywhere that you put your feet, this is yours. And this is where we're going to be doing these retreats. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh, because of where I was at in my mindset and because of what we'd done to the house, I was ready to go, okay, yes, I'm happy to do this here. I don't need to go somewhere else. Let's do this. And I see it now one day as being part of helping to transform the town where I live. However, if God had given me that picture at the end of 2019, I don't know, as much as I love my home and love where I lived, I was in a different mindset. I wouldn't necessarily have been able to receive it or understand it. Uh, and so like with St. Francis, he, 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 we, we're, we're limited, aren't we? You know, we see in part and hear in part. Oh, yeah. And so that's why that clarification. I mean, even now, so there'll be things that I do with the Blue House and my community. We've, I feel like we're, com- we're almost constantly iterating and adding new layers to it as we sort of grow and develop. But that's the fun of it as well. Like I don't, we, sure. as humans, we need a level of, we need a level of certainty, but we also need a bit of variety. Otherwise life's boring. Uh, and one thing you can certainly say about life with God is it's not boring. And if your life with God feels boring, you need to go and talk to him about it because there's something not quite right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about that, that relationship um with with god that that you've been referring to i know a lot of people uh when i'm talking with people i'll say you know well god thinks you're special god thinks Mm. you know god is 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 personal to you Mm. and you know i i I find that uh people have difficulty believing that i I think in terms of the Mm. story of jesus when he was baptized god Mm. saying this is my beloved son and i was saying to someone just the other day he wasn't just saying that to Jesus. He was saying that to you, Absolutely. you know, because you are. And mm. I, I think people don't quite get that, you know, that, yeah. that there is a personal relationship there. Definitely. But part of the reason I think we have this problem with that, though, is because of the picture of God that we've been fed. Uh, so one of the other the, the pandemic was a fascinating time for me. It was a lot of growth. <laughs> I did another, a, I feel like I, I keep saying, I did this course, I did this learning. It was really a time of learning for me. I did a, a module from a, a church in Las Vegas um, about church history. And I'll be quite transparent. I don't always find church that exciting. And I was like, oh, this is going to be really tedious. It was amazing because what it was looking at is how impacted our Western theology is by ancient Greek philosophy. And actually, the reason why that's important, the ancient Greek philosophers had this idea of God being far away, aloof, untouchable. And that because of because of Augustine and he 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 learned under the philosophers first, then became a Christian. And he struggled to go. He'd read Abraham, for example, having a conversation with God. Oh, will you really destroy it for 50, 40? You know, the whole bargaining that he did. So he he would read that and go. Ancient Greek philosophy told him that God was immutable. He never changes his mind. And he's reading in the Bible. God changes his mind. That doesn't make any sense. And he was ready to throw out the whole thing. And he had a friend who said, no, 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 it's fine. It's just a figure of speech. God didn't really change his mind. And Augustine, from his perspective, was the right person at the right time. We all, we've all heard of St. Augustine, you know, one of the church fathers. Because of his where he was at, his teaching came through the church that God is far away. God is holy. God is magnificent. Yes, God did speak the stars into existence. God is incredible, but he's also closer than the air that you breathe. And unfortunately, throughout history, we have we've gladly grabbed on to how holy and magnificent and 
beyond our understanding God is. And actually he's going, it's not an accident that that the Hebrew, that the um, Old Testament is written in Hebrew. Hebrew is a relational language. You know, when when God says to Mm -hmm. Abraham, El Shaddai, or we translate out all powerful, we should really say it's more like all powerful in my love for you, all powerful in my provision. You know, God wasn't saying, look how great I am. Look how great I am in my love for you. Uh, And I, I really do feel like over the last few years, God is is shifting and wanting us to and inviting us to go actually this is how I want to be known by you and that's the reason why the other reason people struggle I think sometimes is maybe if they've grown up with a dad who's not great that you know we have to give voice to that as well um you know so like my dad's I mean, we, we quarrel every now and again, but for the most part, like I've had a good relationship with my dad, but for people who maybe haven't had that to be told, Oh God, father, God, they're like, well, I don't want uh, you know, oh, no chance. So that's the other part of it. But the biggest one of the, I, th- I do think that the devil had a party the day that, um, you know, the church and government got married together and all yeah. of that stuff, you know, it's, 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 Oh, it frustrates me beyond words. And I do have conversations with God about that. He's like, I, it's okay. I see the big picture. I'm playing the long game. It's okay. Um, but that's one of the reasons I think that people can struggle is we've been taught how holy he is. You know, those three omnis that we learn in church. And actually we need to be going, okay, let's let's be introduced to the, to the father's heart. You know, is it Zephaniah where he sings songs of delight over us? Uh, you know, the Psalms, that relationship that David had, beloved, all the things that you've already said, that is the piece. I, for a long time, used to think of like God the Father as like bad cop and Jesus as good cop, you know, because of the, 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 the sort <laughs> of the differences. But actually, every every loving, wonderful thing that we see in Jesus is also in Father God as well. Uh, and so, the more that we can explore that heart side of Him, I think I think that's going to be important as we move forward and see see God's kingdom expand and, and His love become known more fully. Oh yeah, I you know agree with that completely. Uh, I, again, I was thinking of, of that's where my brain is. Thinking of Francis and yeah. uh, his uh, his belief and, and knowledge of the fact that everything he saw mm. reflected God. Yes. You know, and yeah. we sometimes get all screwed up in 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 what we what we hear in that kind of a statement Mm -hmm. and you know it's a it's a intellectual argument i guess between pantheism and pan panentheism Mm -hmm. which is pantheism is everything is god and then the other is that god is in everything you know and we we see him reflected Mm -hmm. in that and i think Mm -hmm. that's a little bit about what you're saying Definitely. But the challenge in that as well, of course, is those people (laughs) that sometimes we bump up against, like I get on with most people most of the time, but I'm also human. And there are sometimes people who get on my nerves and on a good day, I'm like, okay, God, show me, let me see this person as you see them, because, you know, how do you love them? Uh, I can't say I get it right all the time. I got to be transparent, but the older I get, and they do tend to slow down a little bit. But that is the challenge. Even in the pieces, the people in we see in the world are like, you know, eh, they're made in God's image. They, there is, they might not be living, walking that out yet because they're not in relationship with him, but there is a spark of that. And I think so much of what we, I say we, as in like the world, we fill ourselves with that. I, <laughs> okay, this is a funny story. Okay, the, the Blue House used to be called the Itchy Soul Playground. The Itchy Soul Playground wanted to be called the G-Spot, uh, but I couldn't call it that because the G-Spot is, has other connotations. Can you imagine the Google searches? 
exactly but that but but the reason for that is i maintain that everybody has that part of their in their of their their soul their spirit that was made to be in relationship with god and so when we're not in relationship with god we fill it with other stuff you know i don't know achievement in work sport family which family is great but family isn't meant to take the place of god uh, mm-hmm. and so every single person has that even if they don't recognize it or can't articulate it uh, and and then that and i often refer to that as like God wooing them. You know, he never gives up and he is playing the long game and, and wooing them into relationship with him. Yeah, I, I think what you, what you just said is, is real significant that we need to start doing is seeing people as God sees them yeah. um, and trying, at least trying to. Here, yeah. here in the States, it's been rather difficult to see some political leaders as God sees them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. you know, you still <laughs> yeah. got to try. And I, I keep yeah. thinking, oh, how can I do that? But, yeah, um, but ha- you know. don't forget, though, I'm, Holy Spirit reminded me, we don't have to willpower away to this. What does it say? Right. I don't think the message translation of Romans 12. Here's what I want you to do. God helping you. And that's the beauty of this. Right. It's actually God does all the heavy lifting. You know, so we haven't got, OK, I've got to try really, 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 really hard to love this person. No, no, no. God help me. And it, but the beauty of that equally is it then takes you back into relationships. So it's like a win win. You're in danger of getting all like wound up with somebody. Right. And then God nudges you. Let me show you how how I love them. And then you're having a conversation with him. It's like like a beautiful double edged sword in a good way. I don't know. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I, I I have friends in the U.S. who who have. I understand it's a bit of a mixed bag, shall we say? I'm not going to go there because yeah. I don't know enough about it to have an opinion. But I understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, very much. But I play the I play the, I play the Brit card at this point and go, yeah, I don't really understand. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that works. Yeah. yeah um, although politically, you got your own issues over there. This is true. Uh, this is yeah we cannot deny that yes yeah we're not going to go there either but absolutely i I cannot uh... (laughs) um one one of the things you say in in some of the things you've written is that um a goal is to be the person that god dreamed you to be Mm -hmm. um what does what does that mean we're told somewhere in the Bible, I don't have the reference for that God, and this is it probably one of Paul's letters, that God knew us. He foreknew us. He knew us before we were ever born as he was creating the world. And so he knew you, which blows my mind. If we just sit there for a moment, to, you know, we, we read over the Genesis story and, and God spoke the world into existence. But before he did that, he knew that we'd be here right at this very moment having this conversation. So he knew every, and, and part of me is going like, how is that even possible? Like there's only seven, there's 7 billion people on the planet right now. How can you do that, God? But like, that's because he's God. But he knew, <laughs> he knew, he knew you and loved you before the world was ever created. You know, and so I talk, that word dream sometimes trips some people up because they get a little bit like, oh, it sounds a bit new agey. I don't mean it in a new agey kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, we, we, we have enough verses in the Bible that tell us how much God delights over us. Uh, and actually, if you look at creation, uh, we didn't. We don't have to have 200 variety of apples, for example. I think it's like 200. There could just be one or two. But if you look at the the variety and the magnificence in in just in the in the physical world around us, I can quite readily and happily believe that God had a wild party of a time when he was creating the world you know and and he, everything that he made oh that's good oh that's good what do you say about humans very good you know and we mm-hmm. were uniquely crafted in his image given that breath of god uh, and so really 
it's it's a little bit of poetic license, I guess, but I, I, I believe in a God who knew. And whilst we do have free will, of course, and this is the bit that we go, how is that and that? Like God knew the mistakes and the bumbles away along the way and knew that this, like he knew all of that stuff. And he still decided to make me. Like I, I look back at some of the points in history and go, yeah, I'm like, eh. Eh, really but actually yeah. you, you reminded me of a conversation i had with holy spirit about a month or so ago because we'd had a conversation in my community about about suffering it wasn't a jolly conversation as you might imagine but like if we look at even at um look at the holocaust as an example some of the really big awful stuff in human history right mm-hmm. so let's take this thought to its fullest place right so god if god foreknew before he created the world he knew that that would happen so i had this conversation with god god like why didn't jesus come a bit sooner because if you had jesus be born a bit sooner and they have having come back a bit sooner then the holocaust would never have happened and you know what i heard is the answer he said if i had done that you wouldn't be here right now and that person wouldn't be here right now and that person wouldn't be here right now i am playing the long game i see the big picture and there, every single person, the eternity, the age to come would be a lesser place if you weren't in it. And I just went, oh, OK, which just is a, probably a bigger conversation for another day, potentially. Right. Um, but, so, but in terms of dreaming, so he knew he knew everything that you would be. Uh, and, and I don't know, I just, it just blows my mind, really. And so for me, like I remember as a, as a young Christian going, I, I just go, oh, I want to, you know, we talk, we live in the will of God. And like this, it was this really hard thing, you know. Uh, and actually now to me, it's more like a delightful adventure uh, and, 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 you know, just trusting the ebbs and flows. It's, it feels very different now. Uh, relationship, I guess, rather than religion, right. I suppose. So. Right. And- and even the 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 free, the free will, you know, that is always a difficult conversation to have. Yes. Of oh, yeah. what, how does that all fit in? And for me, sometimes I think the beautiful part of it is that um, God says, you know, if you screw up and do this wrong, don't worry. I'm there. I'll mm. make it right. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I'll fix it. You know, yeah. he, like the 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 big guy fixer of 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 everything. <laughs> But I mean, I think that's where the free will comes in that, yeah. you know, God, I, I just I, I, you don't even if, if you're going to do something against him, you're not even going to say, God, I'm going to do this against you. But mm. um, oh, that yeah. if, um, you know, if you do screw up or you're mm. whatever, along with the love being infinite and mm. with love being infinite, um, mm. forgiveness is also infinite definitely oh definitely and then the funny thing of course like he knew he knows the decisions whilst given us free will mm-hmm. i mean the whole the whole conversation blows my mind for me i guess the yeah. journey i've been on over the last few years especially is there's some stuff i ask god questions he's like I- i'm not explaining that to you right now do you trust me i'm like i've lost count of how many times this right. year but actually we're only 2022 it's only february last year then um how, do you trust me which i know to people who are not in relationship with god sounds like foolishness you know, and but, but there are times where I go, I don't know. I don't understand. I haven't got an answer for this. All I know is that we're told God is love. God is good. And I trust him. I don't know how this is going to work out. I haven't got the answers, mm-hmm. uh, but I trust him. Uh, so that that and the free will piece on all of that. So, for example, Pharaoh, we're told that God hardened Pharaoh with Moses. We're told that God hardened Pharaoh's heart so that Pharaoh would say no. So in that moment, I'm like, okay, God, what does that mean? Like, so you, you like nudged him? Like, huh? there's a whole week. There are so many examples of that. It just, it, 
Yeah. I don't have answers. <laughs> That's my sound. I, for, I don't know. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I can, I can hear what you're saying that. And it's very true. I mean, I think that's hard for, for all of us to, to deal yeah. with and oh, you know, yeah. then to have that trust. The trust yeah. is, is the hard part. Yeah. But too often so, though, see, we're taught that we have to, you know, we, we can't possibly not know the answers or that, you know, that we have to sort of like play, play pretend or like pop, put on this special face but I, like you can talk to god about everything and if there's something you're not happy about you can talk to him about that you know and so the bits mm-hmm. i'm like okay god i don't really know what you were doing like job's job's whole story god please tell me it was a parable like what what were you thinking yeah <laughs> but then ultimately <laughs> ultimately i'm like okay god i don't get it but i love you and i trust you uh is where we keep coming back to yeah I mean, even in my own life, just very recently, as a matter of fact, that whole mm. notion of trust, I, I was going through something and trying to figure out, is this something I should do? You know, mm. is there a problem here? You know, and all that kind of mm. thing. And uh, very clearly, I mean, I, I told somebody the other day, I got yelled at basically of, <laughs> you know, so when are you going to start trusting me? That's what mm. I heard. And mm. that solved it. You know, in my mind, mm. that just solved it. it said, okay. It's not yeah. mine. It's yours. You take yeah. care of it. You know, when yeah. it's time, let me know. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a hard thing to do though. You know, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That we can live easily with. Yeah, no, no, definitely. But I think our churches need to, could do a better job of actually being more transparent. I oh, think, you Lord. know, yes. oh, perhaps we'll talk about that next time. That's a whole other conversation, but, no, <laughs> but you know, actually just because I have more conversation about real faith stuff, if you like, outside the walls of the church you know mm-hmm. and another church I go to is lovely and it's very relaxed and that's not just no criticism of that per se but it's just this idea I don't know I'm quite anti-religion I guess um <laughs> which is funny because my 15 year old he says to me but you're you know you're religious I'm not religious it's like I, we need to find a better word for this because religion is an invention of the devil it's just oh um but no but just the, if we could just help people to realize that they can just be honest instead of having to play pretend anyway that's probably another conversation yeah. for another day but it's just oh does my head in <laughs> quite honestly <laughs> but, but but we do we do um have difficulty being honest with who we are you yeah. know because there's a, a fear of acceptance or whatever yeah. that goes along with that it's like mm. you know how can i be who i am you know and mm. it, it gets to be kind of difficult to do that sometimes yeah I mean, the old, I guess the older I get, the more easier I find it. Uh, it helps mm-hmm. when you have people who in your family think you're like a crazy person. Uh, then you go, <laughs> okay, well, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. I can, I can live with that. All I can tell you is, yeah, okay. I don't know. I think it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a journey for sure. Uh, you've reminded me actually, the one time I came to the United States back in 2014, the one time for now, I'm waiting on a miracle from God. I, there's a prophetic worship event at the end of April in Alabama, which I really <laughs> feel like I'm meant to be at, uh, but there are a whole load of circumstances that need to happen for that. So anyway, but for now, the last time I came was in 2014. And I remember having a conversation with this Christian at the airport in Cardiff, which is my local airport. And we were talking about God stuff. And he was like, how can you talk about God so like loudly? I'm like, what are you talking about? We're just having a conversation. Yeah, but like he had almost this, this, this embarrassment. And I'm like, well, we're just talking. It, it's just, you know, and, and people do seem, whether it's because, I don't know, like you say, fear of rejection. I'm not really sure whether it's because some people haven't had a great relationship with Christians, because let's be honest, some of us have hurt people. I'm not really sure, but it's just, I don't know. I guess if we could just love more maybe, and, and it would help 
untangle a lot of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think that's perfectly right. Uh, and that's a good that's a good note for us to kind of uh, we've been going on for a little while here now. It's, <laughs> it seems like it was a couple seconds until I look at the <laughs> clock. Uh, so I, I always like to give you a chance um, mm-hmm. for the folks that are listening um, you know, cause I know your written word is just as great as what you've been saying. Um, so how do they, how do they find you? How do they, uh, how, how would people, um, continue on with the conversation? <laughs> the easiest thing to do is to go to my website, uia.com, Y-O-U-I-E-R.com, uh, cause there are options on there. So I do, uh, Holy Spirit and I, we, we release a daily little love note, uh, which is, is sent out via email for free. If people want to go deeper, we have a community. There's lots of different options on the website. And also you mentioned written word. We've got the books as well. So there's no the easiest place to go because I'm not really on traditional social media. Um, I have a Facebook page, and I, uh, but at the end of last year, God said, no, no, we're moving away from that. I do have a Telegram channel as well. So if anybody's on Telegram, uh, you can probably find links for that on my site as well. Um, but there's Lots of options, like, like the multifaceted person that I am. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but go to uia.com and see what takes your fancy and what tingles you and, and start there would be my advice. Great. And for all the <laughs> listeners, if if you were um, saying to yourself, I should have run and gotten a pencil to write that down, um, it will be on, on my website, <laughs> our, ourwalktogether.com, of how you can get a hold of Al. And I, I usually I put all that stuff in there, too. Thank you. So, You're very kind. Um, you, can, you can find it in other ways. So, uh, well, Al, I, I just got to thank you for, for the time you were able to spend with us today. It was thank you for having uh, me. You've, you've given me. You've given me a lot of hope in you know, how you're how you're how you're describing things and how you're thinking about things. And good. it's nice to oh, know that good. that that you're not alone sometimes in what you definitely. Think. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> well that's the whole reason. That's the whole reason for my community is because you're quite right. The, the more you walk this out, I have you can sometimes feel like a crazy person, uh, and so we need to surround ourselves. The people who have your ear have your faith. Michael Todd in the, the Transformation Church said that last year, and I think it's so true. And so that's why we need to surround ourselves with people who are. Who we're doing life together not so that we don't learn new things and not so we don't have other voices but so you've got somewhere safe to go okay i feel crazy let's let's do this together so all that to say it's been my absolute pleasure and when next Great. time we come back because i know there's a whole lot of stuff we didn't talk about we'll do that yep. in the next episode <laughs> we sure will you could bank on that <laughs> thanks thanks very much Al, for being with us today thank you Well, the music means that our time together is at an end. I would like to thank you for walking with me today. It's been a great blessing. All of the information about the podcast or the YouTube channel is available on the website, ourwalktogether.com. Please invite your friends to also listen. You are the best advertisement. And so, until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you kindly and give you his peace.